Every now and then, we have home-baked bread. And oh my, how the smell fills up the whole house. Have you ever had the experience of watching little pieces of butter slowly melt down into the bread? And oh yes, the smell is out of this world. Actually, it isn't out of this world at all. It's right there in your own home. Homemade bread can be a symbol for any home. And in preparing for this morning, as I was looking at the scripture text, I looked up to the Bible passage open to the gospel from Matthew that, that Rick read for us. But instead of seeing verse 19, where our passage begins, my eyes were immediately fixed in the column right next to it with the words of verse 11 that jumped right out at me. And it said, give us this day our daily bread. You see, God provides for our bread each day and our homes help with that in a particular way. Home is where the heart is. And today we begin a sermon series entitled Healing the Heart. Healing the Heart. And today is Fiesta Sunday and a homecoming of sorts as we regather. Today we begin to come back from our various schedules, activities of the summer to return here to our larger church home and family. And this is a day of connecting beginning again as we start a new church program year. Homecoming is special indeed, and it is a real joy to see you today. Home is where the heart is. Every one of us has an image, a symbol, a memory, a vision of home. For me, it is connected to the smell, sight, and taste of homemade bread. I can still see my mom in the kitchen making that, coming home after school, sitting down to a warm piece of homemade bread, putting the butter on, and a nice cold glass of milk. That is a symbol of home for me. For you, I'm sure, it's probably something different. The point is, we each have different things, different experiences that call to mind a sense of home. Perhaps it's from our childhood, perhaps from times of raising a family, or perhaps from where we find ourselves now. And not only do we have a different sense of where home is or was, we also have different meanings for what home is. Home may provide a feeling of security and safety. It may offer calm and peaceful moments. It may be a source of nurturing, growth, support strength. It may be the warmth and acceptance and love. For those who have known a true home, you knew that the door was always open for you to re-enter into a place and space of comfort, protection, and at ease-ness. Home is so important for a young child. The first years of stability are usually taken for granted, 
But once a child goes out and realizes how cruel other children can on occasion be, and once they begin experiencing the hard knocks of life and perhaps bullying, home is a wonderful place to return to. And no matter what our age, when we are exhausted or bruised, physically or emotionally, there is nothing more wonderful than coming home. The heart is the center of the self. It is the home of our emotions and our deepest self. Home, as we say, is where the heart is. And for us as adults, it may not even be a house, but rather something deep within us. This sometimes overused saying, home is where the heart is, causes me to ask the question, but where are many people's hearts these days? Hearts go astray. Hearts get distracted. Hearts get lost. Hearts get hurt. Hearts get cold. And hearts get isolated. No one can know the true condition of our heart, but we ourselves. Home is where the heart is. Where you invest the zest of your life, that is where your home is, like it or not. Healing the heart is a deeply personal matter, and it can be life-transforming. To be human is to have known loss, yes, and thus to have experienced a broken heart. To be human is to have a heart that at one time or another has gone off in search of ungodly things. To be human is to have a heart that has been so angry or so cold that the capacity for compassion is immobilized. A few hundred years ago, the reformer Martin Luther could write, The human heart is like a ship on a stormy sea driven about by winds blowing from all four corners of heaven. Life can injure the heart. And many people almost unconsciously go off in pursuit of worldly remedies to try to fix the uneasiness of their hearts. I submit to you this morning that there isn't a heart within hearing shot of these words which isn't in need of some kind of healing. And I can only say that because I certainly know it's true for me. Whether we have a good home life or not, and I recognize that not everyone does, we have all been homesick at one time or another in our life. And that's a matter of the heart. The more anonymous and disconnected life becomes, the more disquieted people become, and the more frequently will homesickness fall upon them. And so sadly, some people surrender to the many demands to depersonalize themselves and their relationships. Let's think for a moment of what it is like to be homeless. And just recently, we had some homeless folks right down here on the dock, right down at the bottom here. All homeless people are depressed 
and anxious, according to Dr. Ellen Basak. Being homeless erodes people's self-esteem. It makes them invisible without any real identity. It strips them of the normal things that most of us take for granted and reduces them to another, another level of existence. And what about the flooding from Hurricane Florence? And all the people who at least for a while will be homeless. And what about Hurricane Maria? The deaths from both of these devastating hurricanes. And the typhoon in the Philippines. And many other natural disasters that we don't even know about. You see, people live in homelessness. We often try to isolate ourselves from the fact that in this world of ours, millions of people are homeless. So just add to that all the world's refugees and immigrants, people who are in prison without a home, mental hospitals hidden away in city apartments, nursing homes, and overnight shelters. We get a glimpse of the widespread nature of homelessness in our time. But homelessness has been a condition for different peoples throughout time. It's nothing new. But when we look even closer within our own hearts and those around us, we can see that those who live solely in this world will always be homesick. Inner anguish will always be the condition of those who look for an ultimate home in the world. The church is a temporary and visible home that attempts to bring heaven and earth together. The church can be a place that reminds us by way of giving us the experience of the good we have known and have lost. You see, Christianity is not a litigation, an attack, or an accusation against the human race, as some people might believe. Rather, it's more of a vindication, a therapy that offers healing, a healing of the heart. And when the heart is healed, one's home is never far away. For where the heart is, there is one's home. That psychiatrist, Carl Jung, who's helped so many people, once observed, the most healing of all experiences and those which are most necessary for the soul are a precious thing, hard to obtain, and their achievement demands something out of the ordinary from the ordinary person. And that's why we gather here on this fiesta sort of homecoming Sunday. Because the church is a place that embraces the extraordinary love God has expressed to us through an ordinary person who took on our flesh and blood, even Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, can a person embrace the reality of God's love and God's home and live it out in his or her life without being connected to the institutional church? Of course. 
Of course, that's possible. But my experience tells me that that approach generally does not work nearly as effectively regularly or with any degree of synergy when we come together in a larger community. If I believed that living a Christian life could best be lived apart from the church, I would have started a sect that was anti-institutional. No, I believe the church is the best place to be equipped for the living of our lives as Christians. Now, I'll be the first to admit that the church is not perfect. It's made of humans because it's a human organization of imperfect people. And I am the first among them. But it is a place where in community we know we belong to one another and to God because we are accepted in spite of all of our failings and imperfections. So when people say, you know, the church is, I don't go, I'm not going to go to church, it's full of hypocrites. And I say, thank God there's a place for us. Thank God there's a place for those of us who are imperfect. We all long to belong. And as long as we are alive on this earth, the church is a wonderful place that can help us belong. Now, to go back to something I said earlier, children need a sense of belonging. They need a tangible sense of home early in life. And this being like a homecoming, when we gear up the church for the school, for the program year yet to come in our Sunday school program, I couldn't help but thinking of conversations that I have from time to time with parents who struggle with bringing their kids to church or should we bring our kids or let them decide what they want to do. And um, because kids tend at some age to put up a fight about a lot of things in life, and one of those happens to be going to church. But two things come to my mind. First, if a child is sick and doesn't want to go to the doctor, what do parents do? They take them to the doctor. Why? Because it's good for the child. The same line of reasoning applies. It's good for kids to come to church. And second, when a family visits friends or is doing some kind of recreational activity and it's time to go home, but the kids don't want to go, what do you do? Of course, you take them home. Home is where the heart is. And how will children know this unless we show them? And you can't just tell a child about home. They must experience it. Children need to connect with their spiritual home, and the church is the best place for that. And is it any different for us as adults who understand ourselves to be children of God? If our culture has slipped into unsound habits, irresponsibility, and self-centeredness, our church home can be a place where we begin to change those habits. If our society has slipped into carelessness regarding human values, our church can be a place where those values are cherished and enabled to grow in influence. If our culture has put getting ahead of others 
before getting to know others, our church home can be a place where cooperating and community are both a strength and delight. Home is a haven for the heart. Home is where our deepest self can simply be and not be threatened. I believe home is the primary place for healing the heart. For our spiritual and deeper problems, we need to come to our spiritual home, which is often the church. Now, by church, I don't mean the institution, and I don't even mean the building. I mean the community of faith. You, me, all of us together, with God's Spirit at work in our midst. Buildings don't heal. Communities heal. God heals through our life together. An older woman once observed, When I grew up in Kansas, I went to church every Sunday with my family. And and later, when I left them and moved to New York City, I began going to church every Sunday to be with my family. For her, her church became her family. Her church truly was her home. For her, home is where the heart is. So often, healing begins with coming home. And prayer is seeking our home where the Lord seeks to build a home in the intimacy of our hearts. Today's sermon has been a little different than some in that we haven't dealt directly with our scripture texts. And yet both of our passages have been lifting up in an unexpressed way everything I've been trying to say. So hear them again briefly, first from Ruth. Where you go... I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. That's putting one's heart and faith in God and finding that one's home is in God because that's where the heart is. And from Matthew chapter 6. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If it truly is in God, then that's where our heart will be. When Jesus says elsewhere in John's Gospel, Make your home in me and I will make mine in you. He offers a safe, intimate place we can call home. Home is where we can rest and be healed. Home is an incredible place of love. The purpose of our church home is to accept each other no matter where we've been or what we've done and no matter how weak we might be so that God's healing can happen and then to return us back into the world in strength, renewed for greater love. In closing, I would like to share words of Anna Valance in a piece called Home. Home. Home is where the heart is, be it rich or lowly place. It's where we find a lighted lamp 
and a cheerful, loving face. Home is a place where the heartstrings feel a tug that draws, draws you back, where a wealth of precious memories makes up for worldly lack. Home is where a mother's love surrounds with tender care, where tussled little children heads, childish heads, bow down in sleepy prayer. Home is where a father's strength surrounds, protects his own. God grant we keep within our hearts the citadel of home. On this wondrous, amazing Sunday, a homecoming of sorts, may each of us know the truth and reality here at the Neighborhood Church. Home. Home is where your heart is. Amen.